Welcome to Champagne Problems Podcast. I am your host, Robbie Shaw. Join us as we explore mental and emotional well-being, physical optimization, and the journey to discovering your highest self. Champagne Problems is brought to you in proud partnership with Bond Buzz, the alcohol-free social spirit. Bond Buzz is an award-winning, alcohol-free functional beverage company creating adult drinks that are health-forward, all-natural, and uncompromising. They're on a mission to create a future where feeling good and getting buzzed exist in absolute harmony and not at the expense of your health. Their bold concoctions offer focus and energy while calming the nervous system for a night on the town or a productive afternoon. Bond Buzz uses only natural ingredients and a hyperfunctional blend of nootropics, adaptogens, and functional mushrooms to amplify the sensory experience. If you're looking for a drink to help you cool off after work or a drink to stimulate your mind and body without the harmful, icky hangovers, drink Bond Buzz for good days only. Welcome back, my people. I just got back from Charleston, South Carolina, where I had the opportunity to sit down with Shep Rose. Shep is one of two original cast members of the hit reality TV show, Southern Charm, and will again be starring in the 10th season set to begin filming in the spring. Shep and I have crossed paths a time or two, and he was kind enough to agree to come on and discuss his journey from business school grad to reality TV star to the public eye and onward. You know we're all about the journey here at Champagne Problems, and Shep Rose is certainly on his. He's a great guy, he lights up the room, he has things he's working on, and most importantly, he's open about it. Let's go to Shep. Shep Rose, welcome to Champagne Problems. Thanks for having me, even though we're in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah, that was an easy commute, I'll say that. I thought you might roll up in the in the golf cart. <laughs> um, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I know you, you know, I know you've met a lot of people. I've met you twice. Yeah. One at your sister's wedding. Yeah. You did a great job on your toes. Oh, I nailed that toast. <laughs> you absolutely crushed Well, it. I made a hole like, in that one. That boy going to be famous. I made a hole in one at the groomsman outing, <laughs> and it was my second hole in one in three weeks. So oh I was God. just coming in. I was, was so hot. cocky, so cocky. They, they started calling me Ace around the uh, around the reception there. I love it. That's funny. And then the other time was a music festival down here. We have a mutual friend. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Been born. Of anyway, course. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, born. Yeah. Everybody knows born. My sister actually texted me about doing your doing this, and uh, I, I'll, I'll do anything for for my sister. So no problem. Well, that's cool. She uh, she and I. I mean, same class at Chapel Hill. Yeah. You know, yeah. buds since then, and of course her uh, husband. Husband is, John Scott. I yeah. mean, preschool for me. Oh really? Preschool. Oh my god. Literally. <laughs> You've seen the progression. Oh, my God. And Craig, we were roommates freshman year at Chapel Hill. I mean, none of my whole life. He's um, a funny guy. He's a trip, man. He's, yeah. a, he's a quirky one, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> Very dry humor. Very good. Super dry. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do a little rapid fire. Okay. First live concert and where? Uh, poison in uh, Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> That's the first poison. And they were uh, the uh, Tesla opened up five oh, man, yeah. five man acoustic jam. Sign, yeah, sign yeah. Holy shit! That's hilarious. Poison. I've had. I've done this ninety. I've done about ninety episodes. First poison. Awesome. Nice work. Awesome. Favorite smell. <laughs> I'm P keep it PG. Cherry. 
cherry is my favorite flavor and my favorite you know that that chapstick maybe that's a taste <laughs> i don't know yeah but, the uh, old chapstick yeah I don't delicious know. flavor love that luden's cough drops <laughs> luden's. that's the first two <laughs> uh favorite location to read a book in bed okay most famous celebrity you've ever met and i know you've met him so that's why i had to ask um well, I mean, I hung out with Aaron Rodgers a while back at a at a golf tournament. Danny McBride lives right down the street here. I know that. Um, and there's a couple other, but maybe I won't even reveal. That they will be friends for long. <laughs> yeah, they, they're heard hanging out with me. Not sure the old agent's phone is ringing off the hook afterwards. All right, and here's a uh, little bit more cerebral one. Uh, if you could know the answer to any question, what would you ask? Uh, okay if, is there an afterlife sure or is this it yeah what's it all mean because damn that'll inform a lot of decisions from here on out <laughs> maybe turn back the other direction yeah <laughs> start calling all the dealers in town <laughs> hey everybody it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> no it matters man. It matters, uh, no, no. matters to the, your loved ones presence is a is a thing yes i get it all right well let's dive in man um so, you know, I don't know a ton about you, so I'm going to start, and, and I think probably a lot of our listeners do, and some might not. So let's do a little, uh, what were you doing before Southern Charm? I, uh, I went to business school at Vanderbilt um, 2008 to 2009, and in between the first and second year, uh, we had... Maybe it was 07 to 09, yeah. And so we had um, to do an internship in the summertime. And by the way, I don't need to tell you all, 2007, things were going pretty well. <laughs> and 2008, too, at least the first half of it. Right. So I got an internship via my previous work experience with Greg Norman down in, in um, at a place in, in uh, Palm Beach, West Palm, Jupiter. Mm-hmm. He had a company called Metalist Developments. They did golf course communities. And I and so I I knew that world. I had lots of friends there. And I had taken this guy, um, David Spencer. They they I was a gopher essentially. They were like, look, go pick this guy up from the airport. He's he's awesome. he's an Aussie. Go show him this project, this project, this project, and take him out to lunch. And we had the funniest time. I mean, I, he just right away, that Aussie, <laughs> just whatever you want to call it, chutzpah or whatever. And I, I was equal to the task. I was yeah. I was talking smack right back to oh, him, yeah. even though he was older. And he, But he loved it, you just know. And jiving. So, yeah, we were just going back and forth and enjoying ourselves. And and um, <clears throat> so just a little half day there, but um, found, sort of kept up with him. And he, he was working in Dubai for the, um, sovereign wealth fund roundabout and building big golf course communities in the middle of the desert. And uh-huh. I was like, maybe I can get in on that if he remembers me and was able to contact him. And he was like, we've never done anything like that, but yeah, come on. And here's, we'll put you up in a hotel. And we got you a driver, I had a driver named Samir who didn't understand a word I said, and I didn't understand a word he said, but we loved each Sammy. other. We loved each other. He called me Seth. <laughs> he was like, Seth, I love you. I was like, I love you too, Samir. And I guess and tell you what. And I bought him a pair of nice sunglasses at the mall the last day before I left. So I feel good about that. 
Well, all right. And so, so had a blast in Dubai. And, of course. And got an offer to come back. And this is what? 10, 11? 2008. Eight. Okay. 2008 so summer. There was zero unemployment in Dubai, and there's just millions of floating around it. A lot of it was illegitimate money or sure. laundered money and all this stuff. <laughs> and uh, But that's none of my problem. So um, anyhow. It's none of my business. Yeah. Stay out of that. <laughs> Extradition is very tricky. But um, yeah, so I decided to uh, go back. My dad was over the moon. My dad loves the international aspect of, uh, of my life and his children's lives. So um it didn't so okay i'm going back i go back riding high to nashville vanderbilt and i'm like yeah i got an internship no big deal in dubai and everybody's like damn i'm like i know i know and then october 2008 hits bear stearns gone lehman brothers gone oh my god <laughs> and it was just like Oh no. And, and I mean, it was fascinating during that time because I was in business school and all the professors yeah. were like, you know, not what is going on. Like, yeah, this is, this is insane. Yeah. This never happens. So it was cool huh. to have a front row seat to it, but it was almost like a slow motion car crash for a lot of us, almost all of us. Um, cause no one was hiring after right. that. I mean, maybe healthcare, maybe, mm -hmm. but, uh, anything in banking, they're trimming the fat big right. time, big time. So I, it was a scary time because I didn't know what to do with myself. And my dad was like, well, the bad news is one of the pieces of bad news is, is that your specialty is in resort development. Like nobody's nobody, building nobody resort. Spending. No, yeah. nobody's building second homes right oh. now for anybody yeah. trying to figure out how to weed out all the, the bad buyers on the, on their, stupid investment properties right. like strippers <laughs> and strippers <laughs> have four homes in vegas yeah so anyhow um it was a little bit of a tense time um and i went to atlanta and i found this restaurant and i'm not even going to name it because i i, I wish them ill <laughs> kind, right. of, kind of got it i mean i don't think about it very often but when um, no but when you do well yeah i i liked the restaurant it was like a fast casual concept and i liked it and i was like this is good this will work other places and i i met with the ceo or owner or whatever and uh he was like do you have any restaurant experience i was like no i don't um, I mean, I waited tables and he's like, well, we need some. And I was like, what if I just moved to Atlanta and, and worked at one of your stores and uh, interned or whatever? Um, and y'all can decide whether, you know, you like me and vice versa. So mm -hmm. I did. I did that for four months, worked behind the counter, flipping the walk. I, I was good, man. I was working. I was chopping vegetables. I was, hit, I was on, you know, the cash register. Met a, my current girlfriend. I was behind the cash register. She's this beautiful blonde walks in. I'm like, she orders. I'm like, I don't really work here. I, <laughs> Doing somebody a favor. Yeah, I was like, I, I might own one of these. All right. You know, this is just Train a test run. And we ended up dating for a little while. So um, funny story. But uh, And this is after business school. After business school, 2009, wow. 2010. I created an LLC. I was ready to do it. I was looking at different markets to go to. Raleigh being one, mm -hmm. Charlotte being one, and Charleston. And uh, my friend, our friend, B. Reeves, yep. uh, hooked me up with uh, one of his friends in Raleigh who knew the place backwards and forwards as far as commercial properties are concerned and found a spot and at the, at, on the, let's call it the five-yard line, about to score. And, mm -hmm. you know, all friends and family know about it. Everyone's excited for me or, you know, at least optimistic for me. And, uh, 
and turns out the, the corporate had hire had basically pulled the rug out from under me because they got private funding and they were going to do it all in house. I was their contingency plan, if that makes any mm -hmm. sense. And it all just evaporated oh. overnight, which sucked. Meanwhile, right around that time, I was at a rooftop party in Charleston, and I run into T Rav. I've told this story many times, and uh. T Rav is this, you know, larger life guy and 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 a friend of the family. And according to him, we are family. <laughs> I think we're like six cousins or something. <laughs> and he's like, my friend is here filming a a reality show about Charleston, and it was Whitney Sudler Smith. And he comes across the room, and I shake his hand, and we end up having a bunch of laughs, including over my business card that I gave him. Uh, that said, go fuck yourself <laughs> and had one guy punching another guy in the balls and no number, no nothing. And yeah, and he, yeah, he loved it. And so that was the sort of beginning of it. And then the next day they took us out to lunch and, and meanwhile, yeah. And so they were like, where can we film? And I, I thought, well, maybe we can go to my family's farm and they would love that. We went up there, never been on camera before, never been in a school play before. And just did my thing. We had a bunch of shotguns, whiskey, all the smart things that yeah. people are doing out uh -huh. there on farms. And uh, and six months, I said, I'll never see these guys again. Whatever. That was interesting. And four, four or five months later, got a contract in the mail. So there you go. Kind of a long story. But a good one. Very good. And, it, and you know, one door closes, another opens. If I don't go to that rooftop party, right. I'm not sitting here right now. Who knows what I'm doing? That's right. I tell people I'd probably be the top five funniest commercial real estate broker in South Carolina. <laughs> wow, man. It's interesting looking back and telling the timeline of events that lead to other things. It's that's always fun, especially as you get older and there's so many of them. Yes. Um, all right. So here we go. So now <laughs> you're a first time in front of a camera reality tv mm -hmm. maybe it makes it maybe it doesn't mm -hmm. maybe people hate it maybe people love it yep going in just fucking blind <laughs> yeah my mom yeah i had a lot of people in my life say don't do this and, <laughs> right. and uh and then the, the coup de grace was um my mom she said look you should have been on tv years ago oh nice <laughs> nice you're so born for this she had she saw what, what what the potential was there if i just kept kept it real you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah so that was the goal to go in and keep it real and i and and i didn't know what i was doing none of us did it that's the beautiful part about the early days man we were so green everybody was like what and but it was working we could tell it was working because we were making each other laugh same thing is true they say and please don't think i'm equating southern charm with seinfeld but <laughs> seinfeld and and larry david they were like we didn't get much traction at first but we we were we were laughing like right. and we thought it was good and touching at times and things and that'll so that's over. good that that's a good thing i mean because i think a lot of people in, in the entertainment world are involved in projects where they're they're like god oh, this is drudgery right. and and i doubt that many of them pan out in the end right you know? there's so, an energy yeah absolutely huh that is a trip all right well give us a glimpse into that world i mean i know reality tv is is it's a different kind of reality yeah right it's it's often people watching are going to say that's not reality but it is a reality in a sense well and that's why i think i i can honestly say and with uh i mean especially in the beginning 
that was us. We didn't know we were not actors. Right. We we were found on the street, you know, yeah. and then the cameras put up. And I guess what you find or what I found is that um if you the camera doesn't lie and the audience knows. So we've seen people flushed out of our show that just the, the audience were could tell they were trying to be someone they're not or being yeah. two-faced, which is part all part of life, right? But um sure. for staying power you gotta have to stick to your guns or I, I don't know oh, and show change and growth and all those things and honesty. And we'll get to that, you yeah. know, like yeah. you've got to, t because I've basically gone, this is 10 years of my life. I mean, you tell me how much you change or, or, oh my God. or uh, your opinions soften or sure. just completely 180. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and so, all right. So you're on this like kind of, balance between knowing that you're there to be somewhat entertaining ah uh, yes <laughs> yes that that they're in line but you are own, an entertaining yeah. person so that so that wasn't super hard for you whereas i think to your point there are other people that may not be as entertaining and are trying to and then they get weeded out because it's not agreed. genuine agreed 100 percent. so yeah <clears throat> it came quite easy to me i i i i just i, I was able i say this i I'm able to focus more when the when that red light is on on the ca on the camera. Some people freeze up, man, mm -hmm. and I've seen it. Yeah, and um, they're usually really funny, and then they 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 can't, they can't seem to verbalize. Yeah, but um, I, I think it's the ADD in me. It's like uh, don't don't ask me to study a bunch for the test, but once the, <laughs> the lights come on, I, I can somehow perform. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, so then uh, I mean, we're talking ten years of your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, gone through it all, man. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I hate to say that I haven't watched much of it, but it, it I just haven't, Yeah. but I love to ask and I'm super it's curious. <laughs> I would be alarmed if you watched a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you know, you're, you're, you're shifting, you're changing, like you already alluded to, there's things in your life that are going on. How much of all this is on camera? Uh, that's another thing. I mean, so, so the, the veracity of it is especially in, in in the first few seasons are are uh, i'm reacting to what i'm hearing just the way i normally would yes we know there are cameras there but w what i mean we're not actors so and but having said that like i i went through a lot of different little parts of my life i mean i i built a house downtown i was out of control if you want to know the truth i i was on tv so I was being recognized. I was in my mid thirties and I and, and had a little cash doing. in my pocket. Yeah. And, uh, I built a house downtown three stories with a rooftop deck. <laughs> it was near the bars. Like you could walk there. I was Obviously. like the Pied Piper after the bar, the lights went on in the bar, as you can imagine, uh, you know, 4am there's like 40 people and you don't know really more than half, easily more than half. Mm -hmm. And then it's, and, and you can't go anywhere. <laughs> it's your house. Right. You gotta be like, all right. all right, let's, let's dip out here. So, <laughs> but I will say this, like, yeah, I mean, Bravo doesn't film past 11, <laughs> you know, 1130 typically. Yeah. And, but it, it was starting to show up in some of my behavior just the next day. I mean, just lack of sleep, irritability. And, I was just like, I, I was like, this is no good. And, and I was like, something bad's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be. Right. Something, there's going to be some, you know, 
something sexual, not with me, God forbid, but you know, there's a bunch of unsavory characters coming in and out of my house. house. I don't know what's going on in most of these bedrooms. Right. And so, um, anyhow, as you can imagine, I, I, I gotta, thankfully got ahead of it. And I bought a house out here on the beach and um, it's that 20 minute buffer zone is really something else. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of, it's a factor. You, you can stay out of trouble for the, for a lot of the times, but I have I've obviously had my moments in, of insanity out here too. So sure. So when did you make that shift from being kind of what you recognized as somewhat out of control and then come coming out here to make an attempt to, to change a little bit? Uh, that was like six years ago, like 2015. Well, no, that's more than that. 2016, maybe. Anyways, yeah, I just decided. I was like, look, I'm from Hilton Head Island, a small little beach town. I've always hated places like New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's how we're supposed to live at all. Um, not that, not that I'm saying downtown Charleston's anything like New York City, but I really appreciated from from an early age and as I grew older I didn't realize it but I was starting to say you know that's the kind of my speed you know right a little nature yeah yeah and and then you know the the grocer uh, you know you know yeah. you know the 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 uh waitresses and yeah. they know what you like People and looking out for you yeah and it's good <clears throat> yeah so um that was a concerted effort on my part that that uh, I'd like to think panned out yeah yeah all right, so then we're looking at ten years in here in the in the reality TV show world. Yeah, what do you what do you find as list the positives? I mean, the positives are that it's it's not a lot of work. Uh, it's, it's you know like it, you're just you living got, life on film. That, right? that can be a that can be Good a downside too, yeah, because sure. all the free time, right? But that screw that. I mean, are you kidding? Oh, it's uh, the dream. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's gotta be. Um, so I'm able to travel and things like that, and then you know, it's meeting people that you admire, and then them actually knowing who the hell you are at certain times, yeah. and and um, you know, people being nice to you, and and uh, it's not like the only thing, but it's I can't I, I'd be a liar if I said it wasn't something that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, so, yeah, and all these other opportunities come your way, uh, different brands, different th- people who want to work with you that just simply wouldn't have happened otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it makes life quite l- lubricated, shall we say, mm-hmm. <laughs> at Got times, it. at yeah. times. And then, but then you have to lubricate yourself, and that's where we're going, I think. <laughs> right. That's where we're headed. All right, so... Uh, I'm not going to make you list the the negatives, but I do. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble with no, anybody. and, I, and because I, it's nothing bad. It's not negative. It's no. just experience. It's life. Yeah, I, I get that. No, I, and that's not where I'm going. I, I'm more thinking about now. You are what forty three, forty four. All right. Well, let's yeah. shift into what what it's looking like going forward. I mean, obviously, this is not forever. In fact, it's nope. probably c- coming to an end at some point soon. You know, you, you, unless we'll you're see. doing like uh, you know, no, seven charm in your fifties. I don't know what. I, I mean, T. Rav and, and Whitney sure as hell did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's well. All right. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. What's next is a valid question, and my of course my dad was always drilling me about it. Yeah. Um, I know. So. I, I I like TV. I'm pretty good at it. I, I've got some I've got some really good ideas. Um, 
travel show I think would be amazing because mm. I'm a surfer and a golfer mm -hmm. and a fisherman and a hunter. All those things are kind of fun to see. I get except golf is not fun to watch on TV, especially if how terrible <laughs> I am. <laughs> but uh, just a adventure travel show would be something I would totally be interested in. But everyone's trying to do that. Everyone's trying to fund their fun uh, lives. Right. Right. Well, would it be kind of in the same light where it's still kind of yeah, you I love, live in life yeah, on camera? I think I think there's a big hole left by Anthony Bourdain. I think that's undeniable because of his sincerity and humor and curiosity um, and trying to not just have a good meal but find out what makes the place tick. Right. And I'll tell yeah. you, I the craziest things happen to me when I when I travel. I meet I meet the characters, <laughs> and I'm not afraid to talk to them and or do whatever. So I remember that show Wild Boys with oh yeah that that, that mixed with Anthony Bourdain, you know, <laughs> without the food. Sure, <laughs> just a little adventure stuff. I think would be awesome. It'd be entertaining, no yeah. question. Um, all right. So, but that's just one idea. Um, sure. Well, I'm, you, I mean, you've got stories galore. I've got, I like to write a lot. Um, there's gotta uh, be a book coming. Yeah. I, I'm working on something right now. I'm excited, yeah. but I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Tell me. You want to tell about now? Yeah. Well, after I, I, it's right now it's, it's, it's based in my experience down in Costa Rica. Um, which we're going to get to. This. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. I mean, yeah. we're, let's, um, let's open it up. No, I, I mean, where were we before? I forgot. <laughs> well, we were talking about kind of shifting. Yeah. I was, I was more I in the career next? space, but let's go more yeah. personal. Yeah, look, the career space is valid. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, um, the thing with the crazy part, and I mean, the dirty little secret or, of, of all this is that um, the, the amount of followers I've accrued <laughs> It's pretty astounding. Like, it's um, insane. yeah. So, um, I'm basically a walking billboard, you know, I mean, I, I've tried to be a little discreet about that. Sure. And, sure. um, I think I've done a, a, a ship shape job so far, but I reserve the right to sell you cereal in the future. <laughs> I just had cereal by the way. It was awesome. Good. I good. love cereal. Yeah. It's good. If, if you're out there, Kellogg, <laughs> Here's my card. Go fuck yourself. Or, or is the healthy bird like Kesha? Is that or yeah, something? Yeah. Kashi. Kashi. Sorry. Kesha. Kesha is the rapper. Yeah. Oh god. All right. I, hold Are on. You, we just took a break. I, I, now I'm like on the edge of my seat. What? Um, before we get into me, enough about me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Tell me a, 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 the short version of, of your story. Yeah. All right. Short version was. Uh, I mean, my stuff started pretty early. Like. I was a basketball player at Chapel Hill. Like I played mm -hmm. on the junior varsity team and I was, mm -hmm. you know, that was my spotlight. Sure, sure. It was just, you know, a lot of respect, a lot of, a lot of everything. And then I had a, an experience where I, you know, screwed a relationship up because of my behavior. Mm -hmm. And that was a first for me. It wasn't, I wasn't 38 when I did that. I was 20. Mm -hmm. And so I was young and emotionally immature, had mm -hmm. no idea how to handle that kind of stuff. And so I went off the deep end and just started heavy into the drugs mm -hmm. and drinking beyond fun i mean it was you know it and was, you stopped playing ball stopped playing ball yeah kind of threw it all away um you know was failing out of chapel hill getting kicked out dropping out mm -hmm. all, all the stuff for you know seven years or so it took me to to finally graduate from chapel hill and and i had accrued enough uh duis at that point that i didn't have a license oh my gosh how many did you have uh, i had four total oh my god <laughs> 
(laughs) Sorry, that's not funny anymore. Well, dude, this was 27 years ago. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, everybody's okay. We're all all right. But I had lost my license, and and it was like, all right, well, what do I do now? So I moved to New York City (laughs) in the the heap of addiction, Mm -hmm. essentially. So I go up there for almost four years, and... You know, did everything that you would imagine, and and had a an absolute blast, and I would never give it up. It was also extremely painful and just internal, just yeah. struggle and torture and, and just depression and anxiety and all the stuff. And then meanwhile, I'm pouring all this stuff on top of it, and I'm running around with all the all the people in New York, and finally spending lots of cash oh, <laughs> endless i mean everything that i had is gone because of new york uh yeah and and i finally you know had hit a hit an end where it was like all right this is uh this is gonna either end in death uh most likely it's just gonna end in death and yeah. that's kind of where i was and so i left new york came back home couldn't get it all together kept going on these big binges and one of them ended up out in california and got another DUI mm. on the uh, Bud's training campus out there, the, the right. Navy the SEALs. Navy Seals. <laughs> right. And like, I just took a, I won't go through the whole story of, of what happened that night, but it was super ugly. And so I'm in a car, you know, bottle and riding shotgun, trying to go down I 5, turn, trying to get to back to the airport to get back home and take a wrong turn. And I hit this guard gate. And it's the Navy oh. SEAL training oh. facility. Guy comes out. He's like, can I help you? And I mean, I couldn't get a word out. Yeah. And so he arrests me, DUI, all that stuff. And my lawyer's like, you're sorry, but you're going to prison now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, hmm, that got real. Wow. <laughs> because that's different. Unless you make, proclaim to the judge some, some major change. Which I had already done four times. You had. Yes. Oh. Many, many times already. <laughs> you had already so expended this that. Was, uh, this was the end. And I'll, I'll tell you this part because this is the best part. Um, I, get, I go to a detox house somewhere in the hills outside of you know, La Jolla or something. And I'm in this house and this heroin addicts and, and people that are just look like they're dying. And I'm, I'm basically dying too. I mean, I'm shaking and just detoxing off of everything. And there's this kid sitting over in the corner and I'm like, you know, I'm shambles and telling him I need to talk to a lawyer. And he's like, man, my dad's a lawyer, but like, you know, I don't know if he'd be able to help you, but you might as well just call him and see if, you know, he's in the area. Maybe he can, uh, he can help you out. And he's like, but you got to call tomorrow because I'm calling my girlfriend today and we only got one phone Mm -hmm. call. So the next day he calls his dad, hands me the phone. His dad says he and one other gentleman in San Diego are the legal team for the Navy SEAL training base. Okay. Lucky. This kid's father in a random house in a random detox. I happen to tell him. He happens to get me on the phone with his dad. His dad is one of two people that can get me off this charge. Mm -hmm. Didn't go to prison. <clears throat> Never had a drink since. Wow. Almost 18 years. Did you make a promise to the dad? <laughs> uh, I paid him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I did. I absolutely did. Good. You know, a lot of details in did there. Did you do the the official or the, the formal AA stuff? Or Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been in AA since I was 20. Not not religiously, but off and on. Oh. Um, I'm in and out of AA and I've had issues since I quit drinking. I mean, I quit drinking and doing hard drugs 18 yeah. years ago, but other stuff's come back sure, in and sure, sure. I've been, you know, I'm always on a journey. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, 
it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, so in the, this past fall, and when I look back, it's, it's other instances, of course, just through life. But um, I just, my body it was telling me, my mind, body, both soul, heart, like, you can't do, like, I was blacking out. Super, like, where I shouldn't have, like, no, 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 not here, not now kind of thing. <laughs> That's right. Um, it wasn't like I was uh, at a festival music festival yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. just like stumbling around or yeah. whatever which where i don't want you're supposed to black out yeah i don't <laughs> want to do that either um so yeah um and it, it got to scare me some and i and i didn't know uh i just felt a little super vulnerable and um mm. and it happened in las vegas again like it's typical lucky ass me like um wear some, some wood <laughs> yeah. i've never had a dui like I, I i just haven't i i i'm pretty good about stuff like that um so i've avoided these major incidents for the most part i've spent the night in jail a few times for running my mouth to cops mm -hmm. and whatnot because mm -hmm. i'm not uh, into authority at all um and <laughs> you're in good company <laughs> yeah and so again uh, all is well in the world, but I was like the, the, the reputational risk and the physical risk and not listening to your body, you know, it's right. just all these things. And so it happened in Vegas. I got, you know, was got in trouble with the casino for yelling at a pit boss again, authority. <laughs> Dealt you the wrong card. Big time, like four hands in a row. What I was ass. like, that can't be. You know when you think you haven't won, you're like, there's no way. Yeah. And they like yeah. draw a five or whatever on a 16, and you're just like, that's, that's not three fixed. times in a row. Not three times in a row. The odds say no. Um, so that, and then I came back here to Charleston tail between my legs and a couple things happened um uh, that are unfortunate but not not to me it was just in my life um had a little relationship sort of peter out and uh and then i i i had another georgia was playing tennessee <laughs> went with my little dog up to up to um the the, the bar on the on the harbor and just post it up everybody's mm -hmm. buying shots there, there's an element a big element of that um uh, if you want to say downside but it's also an upside you can't tell which people really want Just, to yeah, yeah hey oh hey my girlfriend or my wife or my friends love you. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, let's go, you yeah, know? And sure. that's who I, and, and I said this at the reunion that I mean, that's kind of what my identity was uh, or is, or whatever you want to say. Hey, it's the fun loving guy from that show. Yeah. Who, let's uh, go party with him. Yeah. Who parties and, and doesn't have a care in the world or whatnot. And so I played that role <laughs> maybe too well. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Daniel day Lewis. I'm so deep in this role. <laughs> Living it, I love it. So I just was like, shoot, and I scared myself. Whitney and Austin had to take care of me. I was downtown that after, night. Yeah, no. yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure someone gave me a, some drugs. Um, probably guess what kind. And uh, mm -hmm. and I was just a shot out of a cannon and walking up and down King Street, looking disheveled and 
talking to an evil person who, were, who wanted to talk to me. It was just like bad luck, bad luck central. And what's going to happen? Oh, you just meet the wrong cop or, or bar owner. And, and, and then you spend the night in jail and I'm like 44. I can't be doing Even when I was 35, it wasn't as funny, but it was a little funnier. Yeah, a little you know, funny. now yeah. it's, there's no humor. <laughs> None. It's bad. Not much no. humor around that. No. Um, so, um, okay. went home, got thankfully put back in a taxi and went home and, uh, woke up and did the whole apology tour, <laughs> but people weren't even answering my calls, which was, they were just like, no dude, like, Done. yeah. And so obviously more, more, more Sunday scaries or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And, uh, and I went to the Greenbrier with my family for Thanksgiving. We, we all stayed there and I, I told my mom and dad and brother and sister, it's like, I just scared myself, and this is why, and this is how. And, I mean, we, we've got a really good family, um, great family, and um, and we don't really share all that much stuff mm -hmm. um, openly. We just don't. We're not. <laughs> we're getting better. <laughs> I know it's like. We're working on it. Yeah, yeah. like, I'm, I mean, I don't, I've said this before, I'm not sure. I've ever really said I love you to my like brother or anything like that, or, yeah. or maybe to my sister a couple times, but like it just, it was a very waspy thing going on. You know, I love you. I don't okay. need to say it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So it was kind of important that I talked to them and, and then I was able to curtail. That's a big step by the way. Yeah. To, to open up to people sure. that you don't typically open up to. That means it's, oh, it's good. real. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I don't like, that's another part of why like another like unintended positive here is that I'm such an open book and such a loud mouth that it actually ends up being to my advantage. Cause I, I, I want to let people who, who I care about know, I do not want to hide things cause that's when bad things happen is yep. when you're, and, yep. you know, you uh, feel shame and you isolate yourself. You are you are playing with with forces that are can be greater than you. Yeah, and I know so it. Um, secrets, man. Yeah, it's a nasty, nasty combination, a dangerous cocktail. Anyhow, so I I was able to I was good, man. Me and John Scott gambled on the blackjack tables. We won at the Greenbrier. <laughs> it was fun. We were high fiving. You know, it was one of those great redemptive blackjack experiences. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was. <laughs> It never happens. Um, so uh, it was. Um, it was fine. Everything's right in the world right now. And then I went down to Texas and was okay and was hunting and so I was like, okay, just recalibrate, recalibrate, recalibrate. But on the end of that, sorry, around that time, I was like, my friend had taken ayahuasca down in, in Buenos Aires and she'd done it eight times and she was like you got to do it like it's just so it's fascinating to deep dive into yourself well and i thought this was a good opportunity to do so so i i called i got a reservation never done anything never done this before. never done it i've done psychedelics ad nauseum yeah um but not in the therapeutic kind of set set no and uh i didn't know what to expect and so it was, and I'm writing, a, I'm going to write a book about my landing there, getting on the bus, being the new kid at school. We're all new kids at school. The fish out of water. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> that whole thing. It was so funny to me and fascinating. And I just yeah. kept writing and writing and writing. And so I think it'll be a funny book. I've, if I have to self-publish, if anybody knows, if anybody's interested out there. But I, I think I'll self-publish. Uh, 
I, I've worked with Simon and Schuster in the past, but maybe they don't want a book about ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> probably, uh, man. They maybe probably would. It'd be a niche book. It would. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyhow, so it was just fascinating. It's so, so helpful. And there's a couple things that happened there. Um, a few things. And uh, as far as realizations and and things about myself that, I already knew, but like you just confront and, mm-hmm. and, um, thankfully I don't have a lot of trauma in my life. Yeah. Um, I just don't. And, uh, a lot of people do a lot of people do, and I've met them and, mm-hmm. and they cried on my shoulder kind of thing. And, uh, so really beautiful experience. And I mean, the medicine was wild. I mean, a couple <laughs> funny things happened with, people losing their mind and running off and, 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 you know, being taken back. And and then the next day they're like, well, how bad was it? You're like, dude, they've seen it all before. Like, don't worry about it. Like you're fine. And, um, and I met some really cool people down there. One is an ex Navy seal who I'm going to see in in Austin this week. And then another was a world champion jujitsu fighter who I'm going to see. Uh, and, and, and then this ex NFL, player who is an editor at Sports Illustrated and Men's Journal, and he wants to work with me. Um, he's, he, like, hiked all the seven summit, highest summits, just impressive people. Jesus. And I was like, this is great. This is great. And, and I should have come here because there's a saying they have there, make yourself uncomfortably comfortable. Yeah. Um, something along that lines. I might have been botching that. That's why <laughs> right. I'm going to write a book because right, I'm going right, to get right. it right. Um, get comfortable in your discomfort. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's how good things happen uh, a lot of the times Definitely. is putting yourself in a position you're not quite sure. It, it's not familiar to you. Yeah, yeah. And, or you don't want to do it. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like having coffee with somebody you don't really want to go have coffee with, and you go do it, and they introduce you to somebody that sure. makes you a million dollars. Sure, <laughs> sure, exactly. So... Don't write everything off, um, I, which I don't. I, that's not my personality. I'll try anything. So, um, lot, so many cool things happen. I mean, I thought, I, I kind of. Um, Did you go down there by yourself? Yeah, yeah, and uh, met some people, met some cool people, went surfing, and um, and so yeah, basically. And I'll just share with you one brief thing. I saw. I was. Um, I, I pictured a, a amusement park ride where the swings hang down from the center and then they, mm-hmm. and they could go in and they go outward. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of people I loved were on the swings, but I was the pole. And if I'm not sturdy, if I'm not reliable, there'll be no novelty in my life. And mm-hmm. novelty is important to me. Mm-hmm. Amusement, the, the ride mm-hmm. is important, but I can't be wobbly or else everybody flies off (laughs) to their demise right? or the park gets shut down. I don't need that park getting shut down. Dude, that's interesting. That's just one little thing, man. There's so much more. It's so dreamy. It's so uh, analytical, you know, just like dream analysis. My experience with the Milky Way, I can get into that too. (laughs) The stars. We'll go offline for some of this stuff. Yeah, it was awesome. That's so cool. And so so you came back with You have to connect the dots, I'll say. Um, Sure. You you have to be intuitive. And uh, Well, it's a subconscious. Some of it might not even make sense. No, (laughs) and and some people that were there, God bless them, uh, weren't feeling it. Yeah. And the, the, the uniform characteristic i observed was a cautiousness and 
sort of a maybe even a lack of experience in in the psychedelic world mm -hmm. i'm not saying you have to do it but you have to be willing to really make some leaps of logic that are kind of wild and then it'll all make sense because you're right there analyzing it all and it's all in your own head it's yeah nowhere it is. else it is yeah. there's no talking to anybody else no touching like you, it's it's your little it's thing you. yeah. yeah fascinating all right so you come back and what's uh what lights have gone off for you well um On. Yeah, I mean, what the big thing is, is integration. That's what they say. Like, you kind of apply what, you know, you can't, it's not just a magic pill, you know. You, um, sure, you got to bring it back and utilize now. So I brought it back. I didn't drink for two weeks. They asked us not to. Uh, that was interesting. I drove, I, I went to a Grateful Dead cover band, uh, sober, <laughs> and drove. Eight, 18 years. Yeah, of and drove my sober. friends. I, I liked that part. <laughs> they they did too. Saved them some money. on. Yeah. And, um so and then i had i had a i'm not gonna lie yeah i had a, a hiccup in um nashville i was visiting friends and and just you know i had a lot of free time and 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 i went to school there so i know all my old haunts and mm -hmm. stuff and i just had one too many and I, i'm okay again nothing happened but i've, I've heard uh, from a friend that was just like dude can't do that and i was like i know i know so Good, to, good lesson to learn. A, a painless, relatively painless one. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, all right. But and it and then I talked to my friends who I was down there uh, in in Costa Rica. I texted my two two of the guys that I really respected and liked, and they were like, "Chef, you've been doing something the same way for twenty five years." It's like, do you think? Like, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> right. Like, and and furthermore, you were you know I don't want to rationalize, but furthermore, you were in you know, this town that's famous for, you know, wild behavior and you got, you, you screwed up, but again, everyone's okay. No one's hurt. Just f store it. So, uh, stored that and, and, and just keep, keep trying, keep being better. Um, I, I think I can, I think it's well within my reach. What is, what are you trying to do? um control it yeah well i'm trying to be the best version of myself is what i'm trying to do at the end of the day and um there's a sweet spot in there that 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 can work i think mm -hmm. i mean and if it doesn't i'll i'll reassess reassess <laughs> take inventory understood so this is this is the work that i've been doing for 10 years with people yeah who come to me i want to make changes you know, often it's around alcohol because that's my expertise. My life has been entrenched in alcohol, uh, and it's it's very similar. It's it's I want to try this. I want to I want to stop drinking liquor. I want to only yeah. drink, I want to only drink you know two days only on the weekends. I want you know and all these different attempts, mm -hmm. and, and I'm all for it. And I actually work as a coach to do that. Yeah, because it's much more effective to make those efforts with someone holding you accountable. And not so much so you can be successful, but to help you analyze the results. Yeah. So if you have a slip in Nashville and come back and talk to me about it, you know, we fig you can't brush it under the rug. No, I'm, I'm not trying to. No, I know, yeah. I know. And, and I'm just, but that's the effectiveness of definitely d taking. That. I did not have to say this on this podcast. You realize <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you know and, uh, and everyone know that it's not, it's a moving target and, um, I think I'm going to be okay, but I reserve the right to to 
find my own of way. Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you do. And you, you know, if anybody can do it, why not and you, And there's right? a Spanish saying, my yoga teacher wore it on his shirt the final day because I was thinking about a lot of things. And uh, I go, what, he goes, in Spanish, I speak a little Spanish, what's mine is mine and what's yours is yours. And that's okay. No pasa nada. Mm-hmm. Which means my shit is my shit. Your shit is your shit. That's all right. <laughs> that's You've got good. Like, yeah. That's fine. And, right. you know, I, I welcome support or even whatever. But at the end of the day, it's mine. Yeah. You know, it's not yours. No question. So I'm sure you you know that quite well. I do know it very, very well. And I lived it yeah. for many years. Yeah. The the amount of people that that wanted to control my efforts and my right. journey. And, I, and it, it sent me the other direction. Correct. Correct. So <laughs> right. So that's why when I do this work, I let people reach out to me, and they're the ones, cool. guy, you know, leading the. Uh, All right, I'll save your charge. number. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I uh, I'm not a therapist. No, no you know I'm that's not, not what I do. I uh, I help people get where they're trying to get. Yeah. That's well, it. and yeah, I mean, I would be lying if I said I I want to drink a beer, watch a ball game in perpetuity if I can. You of know course, what I mean? Of course. Um, Me too. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, the liquor and shots, bro. Shots, yeah. shots, shots. They're every, they're, it's really pervasive. <laughs> God, so hard. And people are still doing them like, like they're candy. And I mean, I, I, and again, a lot of it, almost all of it is physiological. I, I, I was able to, to be, uh, you know, consume at a rate that's probably super unhealthy, but now I can't. But pretty successful. Now I can't. I yeah. can't do it. I just. Oh yeah. And so hangovers are worse. You make rules and you stick and you stick to them. And if you break them, you 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 feel like shit and you and you try not to do that again. Yeah. So is life. Yeah. Yeah. And you hope you don't hurt anybody. Thank God I'm not an angry drunk or you know. Or a jump in your car drunk. No. Although I did get in a slight yelling match on Super Bowl (laughs) with someone who thinks thought that Taylor Swift was controlling the outcome of the Super Bowl. Honestly thought that. Honestly thought that. Was like I know it to be true. She's like, um, yeah, she wants Joe Biden to win. Throw the flag. If the Chiefs win, (laughs) Joe Biden doesn't like walk into the the White House for four more years. That's absurd. So absurd. It just made me, you know, like I I don't suffer fools gladly. I'm trying to be better, but that wasn't part of my ayahuasca journey. I didn't see a bunch of morons that I had to deal with. Oh God, I love it. I would yell. I would get in a yelling match. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad to know. Oh, believe me. <laughs> Nobody's that enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so you're telling me every single member of the of the San Francisco defense is like, you know what? I'm gonna lay off today. It's the Super Bowl. It's, it's my dream, my childhood sense. dream come true. Perfect sense. I worked out my whole life what? for this, this moment, moment. And I want Taylor Swift to see this win. <laughs> Oh, yeah, good makes, God. Makes perfect sense. So, yeah, everything's as good as, I mean, again, I'll screw up again, um, but I'm just really, it's not funny anymore, you know? So, and I used to shrug it off. I was like, yeah, that's who I, I as, as short, you know, as, as long as, you know, two years, three years ago, I'd be like, well, sorry, you know, you want to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that, and I kind of just laughed it off, and uh, I don't think that anymore. Let's do one quick thing around identity, because I think that is the most 
that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, you spent years kind of being incentivized exactly to, to misbehave to and fill to, that identity and to yell, yell at your friends. That's right. And, or not really yell, but you know, just be ostentatious. Yep. Um, yeah, that was, that was what I was supposed to do. And it perpetuated and now I got rewarded for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine those incentives? Exactly. In, in, in your behavior. I mean, that's crazy because uh -huh. as you were going around New York, you were in a despair, but let's say someone was giving you a lot of money to go around New York and, be, and behave and, that way. That would have been something oh, else, huh? It would have been a lot worse. <laughs> You'd be in the East River face down. <laughs> How's this? How's yeah. this? Playing dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm not blaming that. That is not a rationalization. It's no, just, it all. It's all happening the way it should. It That's what sense. they say. Yeah. No question. It does make sense. And and so now you're getting to a point where we all in our 40s have some wake ups around lots of things. Yeah. I mean, I've got a wife and a daughter, and you know, th there are wake ups around that. Yeah. It's like. Even when I was 39 and had a wife and daughter, I wasn't as awake as I am now. I mean, yeah. there comes a point where it's like, dude, I'm I'm a little closer to the end of life than I am to the beginning of yeah. life, and that's a weird wake up. Yeah, it is, and I I, I mean, I do think that um, a wife and child is a a good personal check to have. I'm not saying that's a reason to go do it but no but um the settle down thing is real uh it, everyone does it at a different pace i obviously i mine is glacial um but glacial, i uh i do think that there's <laughs> big value in that and you know uh, well there's preserving. lots of things that can create that wake up that just happens to be one that's pretty yeah common. but i'll say this chasing girls around is uh uh is not the best thing for your mental stability and your physical and all that because at this point it equates it well and it's and it never gets old ha 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 but um no but it, it it's it um, sort of necessitates a certain social going out and you know consuming yeah. and stuff like that there's something to be said when i was dating my ex taylor She'd drive me by the collar, and God dang it, I probably needed that almost all the time. So yeah. that's a good thing to be dragged by the collar, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah. to a certain degree. As you're 44, as yeah. you're making some changes, yep. ayahuasca experience, getting in touch with a lot of things inside of you that may not be as prevalent as when you're not on ayahuasca, <laughs> what does your identity look like going forward? What would you like it to be? And don't say it is what it is. Smart, insightful, um, compassionate. Um, those are things, yeah. Um, and self-examining. I mean, I, that's such a big thing, you know. If you don't live an examined life, then you're not living a life, in my opinion. And um, Or you're delusional. Um, but they're, they're out there. Boy, are they out there. Are. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, um, you know, not to name names, but, you know, there's just people that uh, you can't believe that they believe what they believe. Yeah. And they, they don't even believe it, but they it's like George Costanza. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> right. So right. I just want to make sure that I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. That's all. Continue to grow. Yeah. And I do not. I hate hypocrites. And um, so... I'm not going to try to tell you that I'm living some way and then, and, and then just try to hide some, some stuff that I'm not proud of. I'm, that's part of it. Just like, Hey, not perfect. 
I think people really need to, I, I said what I said at the reunion that kind of sparked a lot of interest um, or concern. And I said it with some trepidation. I was, I, I knew that I said screwed up and I was sufficiently scared. And I went over in my head what I, what I might want to say. And when the time came, I told Andy Coe and I was like, hey, can you give me a few minutes at some point? He's like, yeah. And uh, I don't, I didn't tell anybody in my castmates what I was going to say. And uh, it came across pretty somber. Um, but you know what? Like, and I hate, I don't hate, but I, I do roll my eyes at the term, like, if it helps just one person, you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I thought, I, I, I did, I spoke to some friends and family, close people close to me, and they all had similar story oh yeah listen to what happened to me mm -hmm. i'm 42 or i'm 48 or um and i thought i could still do this and sure. this and i cannot and you know they have kids and wives and yeah. stuff and so i thought okay this is a thing and and maybe people need to hear this and i'm going to be really honest and open about it and um a lot of people responded in very lovely way but uh a lot of people are like here's my number i've been sober for 15 years i'm like okay <laughs> i was like i didn't really say that but um no you didn't but, i saw it you didn't say sober but that's okay no 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 i and and i and i what a strong bond those the aa community has and it's it's a nice thing for sure it's so supportive yeah it is and so um maybe one day i'll be amongst you um but let's hope not because of some tragic accident you know what i mean yeah yeah well there's plenty of people that take the the road of of healthy living and call it sobriety that are not in aa there you go and i told you before about this business idea i have um and then i'm going to write my book I, I i said this on on the reunion a lot of it was um idle hands or a devil's workshop um so you know got nine months off a year mm -hmm. got a pocket just got a nice wallet going on and 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 then what happened was, you know, it's funny. What happened was, um, I think I'm I'm always reassessing, trying to play how things went over, went down. And um, I went to Scandinavia, and uh, for a month by myself, had a blast. Then I went to um, Greece, which was a little more out of control. I was with Austin and Whitney. <laughs> that was that was sort of not so good. But when, is, when was this? In the summer. Gotcha. And I went to Alaska, Milwaukee, Chicago, um, Argentina, and um, had a great time. But there was little signs, signs here and there, and and uh, you know, a couple nights. But I guess we all did that. I don't, I don't know. So um, I get back to Charleston, and like the music stops, and I don't really, I, I I don't really have a trip to plan or anything. I've got a few months here, and I hadn't been home in forever, and. I think it was just like, what am I, you know, what am yeah. I doing? I don't, I don't really have any projects I'm excited about. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. That really important is to be excited about something and be enthusiastic and, and work at it and uh, work at yourself too. Yeah. Um, but so that mm. was, that's part of it. And I'm excited uh, for this next part. And, but it was funny. So my, my best friend was in Alaska with me fly fishing and I told him about my most recent revelation uh, around Christmas time. He's like, 
yeah, Shep. I, I was like, what? He goes, I've been meaning to talk to you. I was like, meaning to? <laughs> he goes, man, we were in Alaska and you and, uh, you know, for lunch the, on the side of the river, like you were just slamming beers and wine. I, I, he's like, it was noon. We're in Alaska. Like, you don't need to do that. And I was like, right. you're, you're exactly right. You know, like how stupid, you know? And, um, you know, we'll get home and have um, a, a few beers and eat a nice dinner and, and wake up and do it again. But he was right. And it's like that sort of permanent vacation mentality that I sort mm -hmm. of have been fostering for a while now. And um, it's dangerous. Obviously, it's dangerous. I'm not on vacation, even though it appears so. I mean, your, your brain's going to go on vacation. Um, yeah. And that's that uh, I, I want to be clever about how i live you know yeah so hmm. there's a lot of things there's i should probably I should be i should be sent to vienna or something and studied <laughs> by proteges of some of the greats yeah yeah actually it's a pretty damn easy You're diagnosis <laughs> pretty damn easy diagnosis i'm afraid yeah <clears throat> well man it's it's i mean back to the journey it's it's just a journey and we all have fascinating experiences and events in our lives and thoughts you know and some of us lose control some of us don't you know uh, there's just a stigma in the in the alcohol and substance space yeah. and it and those things are created for you to lose control over yeah they're the most stimulating rewarding pleasurable euphoric fucking things you can do yeah. out there why would how would you not get hooked on that or hooked being the stigmatic word but how are you not drawn to things that make you feel fucking fantastic and how about on instagram every other meme is like got wasted last night like or you know and totally and it just gets or the husband came back from golf fed. and he's hammered again you know <laughs> right. it's just it's it's everywhere it's everywhere. It, it's everywhere and everyone's celebrating it they are and and even you know throw that aside and just throw regular life in there and we all struggle with equally attractive things yeah it's just reward systems and pleasures and and, yeah. and for me it's food it doesn't give me the high that yeah. <laughs> all artificial stuff does but it's we all battle these things is my point well I, and, and our parents generation they didn't have i don't remember many of my parents friends who were sober you know, like no, this is a new thing. New. And it's a positive thing. It's a good thing. And people are starting to take care of themselves and analyze themselves. They are. Before I was talking to B about this, I was like, who was, he was like, no, if you, if you were like a bad alcoholic in my dad's age, you were just the, that crazy friend, yeah, you know, like that's right. who said inappropriate things. The loony bin yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> rehab, yeah. And so, um, it's interesting what's happening. And I, I do want to, um, be on the crest of a good wave here, you know? And, uh, I mean, everything's pointing in one direction. So I just stop, don't fight it, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I love the, the getting in touch with yourself, like the, the body and the mind and the spirit, because yeah. then you're, there's nowhere to run and you follow what makes you feel good, act good. Full heart. Totally. Yeah. Follow your heart. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thank you, brother. All right. All right.